Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman. I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm also the founder of the Intuitive RD, a project that aims to provide weight-inclusive nutrition education through workshops, online courses, retreats, written content, and private counseling. Join me as we explore the foundations of the non-diet approach to health and wellness and chat with leading professionals in the field. Hey guys, welcome to episode 17 of Intuitive Bites. Before we get into today's topic of emotional eating, I wanted to let you guys know about something that I have coming up that I'm very excited about. Um, And this is my eight-week holiday intuitive eating support group. I'm actually partnering with a friend of mine, Julie, on this project. And basically, the two of us are doing videos on intuitive eating topics that we're going to share with participants And we also have a private Facebook group where we're going to have daily discussions on different intuitive eating topics, um, and we're going to do Facebook live sessions and all sorts of different things. Um, We're really hoping this is going to be kind of participant-led in terms of, you know, what topics we cover, um, really based on where people are at, what people are interested in. Um, So we welcome kind of all levels of intuitive eaters, you know, people who are brand new to these concepts or people who have been working on them for several months. Um, we're really welcoming everyone. Um, the holidays are can be a stressful time when it comes to food and your body. Um, you know, being around friends and family, um, you know, having being exposed to foods that you're not generally exposed to, um, having, you know, all these kind of diet culture food rules kind of being imposed on you by people around you, Uh, you know, New Year's resolutions that oftentimes are focused on food and body. So there's a lot of just extra stuff to work through around this time. So it's a really good time to be um, digging into some of these concepts of intuitive eating and having that support um, of people telling you, no, you know, your body's okay as it is and you actually have permission, you know, you're allowed to eat what you would like to eat and what feels good in your body today. Um, So if you think that this would be a good thing for you, um, you can go to the bio of my Instagram and click on the link and then click on the link that says eight-week holiday intuitive eating support group and then read more about what that has in store for you on that page and scroll to the bottom and you can click enroll. Um, I also can offer you a $10 off coupon. So if you use the code, uh, the number one, vote, the number four, and then me, so one vote for me, um, you'll get $10 off. Um, And if you have any questions about the group or you think it might be a good fit but you're not sure, uh, feel free to message me on Instagram or send me an email at theintuitiverd at gmail.com. All right, guys, without any further ado, let's go uh, talk about intuitive eating. Hello, welcome to episode 17. So for the episode today, I wanted to take on a topic that one of you guys suggested to me um, and just kind of come on and chat about it. So uh, the topic that I'd like to explore a little bit with you guys is emotional eating. 
Um, so I'm excited to do this. It's been a while since I've just kind of jumped on and, and reviewed a topic uh, without having kind of some, someone else on the line with me. Um, so I will be getting back to more interviews soon and more conversations with other professionals. Um, but for this week, I'm just kind of going it alone and, and going to be talk, talking about emotional eating. Um, so let's go ahead and just dive right into it. So this is a topic that comes up a lot with intuitive eating. Um, as people start to kind of dig in a little bit and, um, you know, question all of these diet rules and food rules that they've held on to for so long and kind of work to reconnect to what their hunger is and what their fullness is and kind of just listening to those, those body cues, um, this topic of emotional eating can come up because you can find that sometimes you want food, but it's not actual, true, physical, you know, gurgling in your stomach hunger. Um, but there's something there and there's something driving you to, to eating. So first thing I want to say on this topic of emotional eating is that diet culture does a very good job of making us believe that emotional eating is this huge, like sinful behavior and this thing that we should be, you know, feel shameful of and feel very guilty about and that it's always bad. There's nothing good about it. Um, and we have to eliminate it. Otherwise, X, Y, Z, right? Uh, and a lot of this comes down to the fact that diet culture wants us to be terrified of fatness, right? Like that's what it comes down to. Um, is really this underlying fat phobia. Because if sometimes we're eating, eating for emotional reasons and not physical reasons, then that suggests that we may be eating more than our quote-unquote like physical needs for food. And that could potentially could lead us to being at a slightly higher weight or, or a much higher weight. Who knows? Um, so if fatness and the size of our body is our main concern then emotional eating, of course, would, is going to be like this terrible, awful thing. Um, so what I want to, you know, kind of invite you guys to think about is that maybe, um, maybe emotional eating isn't like the worst possible thing ever, right? Um, there's lots of difficult things that life throws at people, um, you know, on varying, varying levels, depending on, you know, where, where you're at in your life and um, what you kind of were born into. Um, sometimes food is all somebody has and you know what, there's a lot worse that people could do for themselves than choosing to eat food for comfort or for distraction or for whatever, right? So I would just like to invite you guys to consider the fact that emotional eating is not as bad as diet culture has made you believe that it is. Um, I think that emotional eating is absolutely a part of normal eating. Um, I mean, you can even think about it in terms of like celebrating, um, you know, something with your family and friends. It's not always strictly about, oh, I'm physically, you know, deprived of food right now and I really need something um, for physical reasons. Sometimes it's just celebration. It's just for fun. And it's just to try um, a new recipe that your friend you know, made for you to try or whatever, you know, so um, it could be for happy reasons. But even that emotional eating that is, again, for comfort, for soothing, um, you know, just because you're really upset, that is not inherently bad. And it certainly doesn't make you 
uh, a bad person or you know it mean that it doesn't mean that you're flawed in any way so that could totally be part of a healthy way of eating um where it can become potentially um potentially unhealthy for somebody is if it is like you know their primary coping mechanism right so they don't have many other tools in their tool belt for dealing with difficult emotions and feelings and food is always the thing they're turning to and um, they're kind of going to that extreme where they're really feeling physically unwell often from this coping mechanism. Um, So again, I want to be clear that this isn't inherently bad and it's not making you bad, but you could potentially see this as something that you don't feel good about you don't want to continue because it doesn't feel good in your body and that is up to you to decide Um, but if you're in that place I want to say that I understand and I get it Um, but the biggest thing I can offer you is that getting rid of the guilt and the shame around this behavior um, will actually go a long way in helping you to recover and um, maybe use this coping mechanism less, right? So um, having that guilt and shame on top of it being a primary coping strategy for you um, is just going to kind of perpetuate it and and, um, make it really difficult to kind of change those habits and those patterns. Um, Okay, so that was like a super, super long introduction, um, but I think that it was important to kind of um, just lay that foundation. So one thing that I like to talk to my clients about and um, yeah, and, and kind of just help them work through is this idea of um, checking in with physical hunger, right? So when you're getting that drive to eat something, especially, you know, if it's at a time when you feel like you're not, you might not be super physically hungry, Um taking a a step back and checking in and saying, okay, where is my hunger level at right now? Um, So sometimes I'll use like a hunger fullness scale with people where they kind of put a number to where um, their hunger level is at. Um, And that's kind of an easy way of just checking in. And basically, if in that moment you say, oh, wow, um, I'm actually really not that physically hungry. Then the next question is, okay, so I'm not physically hungry, but I'm craving this particular food or some kind of food or whatever. So what is it that I'm feeling in this moment? Like, is it, you know, stress? Like, did I just walk in the door after a really, really long work day and I didn't have a second to catch my breath and um, I'm just really stressed out? Is it sadness? You know, some event just occurred and, you know, you're seeking comfort for for that reason. Um, Is it anger? Like, what is the emotion that's going on for you in that moment? Um, And it could be, I mean, it could be a million things. And you know what? Sometimes it's helpful to have literally a list of emotions. Um, You know, you could just Google and find like a list of 50 emotions or whatever and print it out and have that as a reference for you to figure out and kind of put a name to whatever emotion might be going on for you in that moment. Um, The next step here, after you identify what you're feeling, is to consider what you need in that moment, right? So 
do you need someone to talk to? Do you need to get something off of your chest? Do you need relaxation? Do you need a nap? Do you need to lay down? Do you need to move your body, like go for a walk or um, do some yoga? Or do you need some meditation? Or, um, I mean, it could be anything, but, but just checking in with what, so you have this emotion that you've identified, what do, do you need? Um, so that, that's kind of the next pro- progression there. The final step is deciding what you want to do about this kind of craving for food that you have. So you may have identified that you're not hungry, you're feeling you know, really stressed out though, and you need to vent to somebody. So then your next choice is, okay, do I choose to you know, go vent to this person or do I choose to have this food? Um, you also could choose both, right? Like you could say, I'm going to go call this person, but then you know what? I'm still going to eat the food because that's the choice that I would like to make right now. Um, and that is okay, right? Like you don't have to commit to um, not eating the food just because you've identified uh, a more direct way of addressing the problem. Um, and the reason I point this out is because sometimes it can feel super scary and uncomfortable to go through this process and feel like, oh, I don't really want to do that because then I'm not going to be able to eat the food. And, and it, can, it can put up a roadblock um, and make you not want to go through this process. And again, the point is that even if you end up eating the food and you weren't physically hungry, there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's no you failed, you, you, know, you succeeded. It's all about awareness. And this particular um, topic, you know, it's about checking in with your emotions and shedding light on them um, and seeing what you could do for yourself. Like, right, like that is self-care. Like, what could you do to care for yourself um, considering what you're feeling in this moment? Whether or not you eat food after that or whatever, um, it really doesn't matter, right? Like that is your choice. That's your prerogative. It's, it's all good. It's all fine. And I think that it, this is still a beneficial activity, absolutely, regardless of what happens with the food, okay? Um, so that is, I guess I kind of just walked you through like my, a, a big thing that I do work with clients on when it comes to this topic of emotional eating. Um, so I kind of covered with you, you know, talking about how hey, emotional eating actually isn't like this super terrible, awful thing that you've heard that it is and it's okay, it's fine, it's all good. But it doesn't address the problem head on, right? So it's not like the most effective coping strategy. Um, It certainly is one and it's an okay one and it's fine if that's what you want to use sometimes, but it's not directly going to address the problem and sometimes addressing the problem more directly is going to make you feel better, right? It's going to, um, yeah, it's going to give you a little bit better closure on that issue. Um, so that is kind of where this checking in with your emotions and finding out different ways of addressing them comes in. Um, so that that's that. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of touch on because the person who had... Uh, asked me about this kind of covering this topic basically said you know how can I know when I'm full like if I'm just eating emotionally how will I know when I'm I'm truly full and satisfied the one thing I can say about this is that 
if you are choosing to eat for a reason other than true hunger, right? Like that true physiological grumbling stomach hunger, then it's going to be much, much harder to feel fullness, okay? So kind of the opposite of that is basically saying when you are physically very, very hungry when you sit down to eat something, it's your body's more sensitive to that feeling of fullness. It's a little bit easier to hear it. Um, this also can be variable. Like if you're super, super starving hungry, then sometimes that feeling of fullness is delayed. But in general, if you have like that moderate level of hunger, um, it can be easier to hear the fullness. If you're not choosing to eat out of hunger, um, it's kind of just a muted thing, right? Like it's, you're not going to hit that point where like, oh, okay, I'm full. Um, unless, you know, you really, really are, are eating um, a quantity of food that, I don't know, really, I guess it really triggers your body to, to give you that signal of fullness. Um, so I will say that with emotional eating, um, the whole listening to the fullness cue like might not come in. So I think that it's more important for you to focus on this kind of stopping, bringing awareness to the fact that you're eating for a reason other than hunger, trying to address why and trying to do something about it potentially, um, and then you know choosing to do with all that information what you may. Um, so I think that's the best way to think about it rather than going about it as like, oh, okay, I'm eating emotionally. How can I listen to my fullness and like and stop at the right time or whatever? Um, because truly when you're eating for emotional reasons, it's not exactly that same intuitive process. Um, but that's okay, right? Because intuitive eating is not this perfect picture, perfect framework that is um, black and white and always done the same way. Um, yeah. So, okay. Well, that is, I think that's everything that I wanted to speak to on emotional eating, uh, for the moment. I guess the other thing I'd like to throw out there is that, um, you know, mental health is a huge, huge part of your relationship to food. And it's a piece of the puzzle, you know, the health puzzle that is totally put on the back burner, particularly in diet culture, but also just like in our culture at large, um, it's not seen as like a priority, I would say. Um, and I think that as you're going through this process, it's super important that you do have somebody um, that you're working with through all these underlying struggles that you've got going on. Um, a lot of times food issues are kind of just like a projection of like other issues that we've got going on. Um, and we all have them, right? Like it's not this like crazy thing that only a few people have. Like we all have underlying things to work through. Um, and a lot of times it is, it's expressed through our relationship with food. Um, so bottom line, if you can find someone to work with on your mental health, um, or just have certain support groups or, or different things like that, I definitely, definitely encourage that. Um, because healing your relationship to food without that, you know, healing your under the underlying stuff, um, is very, very hard. Um, and you'll probably find that you hit a lot of roadblocks. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of throw that piece in there, but I'd love to hear any questions that you guys have on this topic or, you know, let me know if I missed something and you want to know more about a particular area of this topic. Um, 
I guess that's it for now. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. And um, just to kind of wrap this up and, and um, tell you guys about a couple things that I've got going on. Uh, so I have a an eight-week holiday intuitive eating support group that's starting on November 11th. And um, I'm partnering with a, a good friend of mine, Julie, on this project. So it's going to be tons of fun. We're making videos on different intuitive eating topics to share with you guys. We have a private Facebook group that everyone's going to be in. We're going to have daily discussions. We're going to do Facebook Lives. Um, you know, just all sorts of things. Um, you know, the holidays can be a really difficult time for um, relating to food in your body. There's a lot of diet talk, a lot of food rule talk, a lot of New Year's resolutions that have to do with changing your body. Um, and there's, you know, you're seeing friends and family and things like that. So um, it's a good time to have support on this kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, um, you can find uh, a link in the bio of my Instagram uh, that has, it says eight week holiday intuitive eating support group. And you can read more about the details of what that is going to offer. And then if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll find an enroll button. Um, so you can do that. And if you uh, want an additional $10 off, you can use the code one vote for the number for me. So one, like the number one, <laughs> vote the number four and then me. Um, so that'll get you $10 off. If you have any questions about that group at all, definitely reach out to me. You can email me at theintuitiverd at gmail.com or message me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is theintuitive underscore rd. Um, so you can check me out on there. Um, other than that, um, I do have intuitive eating online courses. So if you're just looking for something kind of self-paced and um, just to get that foundational um, information on intuitive eating, that's a, a great resource for you. Um, and you can also find links for those in the, um, in the bio of my Instagram as well. Um, I think that's it for now, guys. Leave me a rating on iTunes if you have a moment. You know, just click the stars. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast. Um, and I will talk to you guys real soon. All right, bye-bye.